Hi everyone and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. I'm your host Dan and I am joined by my father David Jackson. We are continuing to look through the book of Matthew. This week we are up to Matthew chapter 9. Dad, in chapter 8 we had this issue of healing people who were unclean in various different ways, mm-hmm. whether they be a Gentile, a demon-possessed man in a Gentile area in a cemetery or a disciple's mother who has a temperature, yep. right? We're covering a very big array of people there. Chapter 9 is going to start with Jesus in a room teaching a bunch of people and then some friends bring a paralytic to the house, have to lower him through the roof. Yeah, I like this story because when you think of lowering people through a roof, this is like a dirt mud roof that they've got to <laughs> properly break apart. And there'd be dirt falling all over the place inside oh. the house. You know, people would be dodging the rocks or whatever that are yeah. coming out. Look at the photos on yeah. the study notes. <laughs> and then, so they're in there and they've they've dug this big hole. Obviously, everyone knows it's ca- that there's a hole coming in the roof. And then they lower the man down. And Jesus, I, mean, I love the fact that he looks at their faith. Not he doesn't look at the paralytic's faith he no. looks at the guys who carry him up in the hole that's right he <laughs> sees their faith and heals the guy yeah or actually forgives his sins and then heals the guy after, yeah. after he gets questioned so this is yeah, the point of the story is here jesus has authority to forgive sins just like he has authority to calm storms you know, yep. stop or stop earthquakes midway through yeah. <laughs> uh is there more to it than this i well, there's there's lots of fun things happening with this story. I reckon this is Mary's house. Yeah. So it's his mother's house. So he's. It says he went home. Uh, Jesus is. The crowds know that Jesus has come home. Well, Jesus is a bachelor. His brothers are all married. His sisters are married back in Nazareth. So where's Jesus have a house in Capernaum? Answer with Mary. Mm-hmm. So you know, great. You know, I brought some friends home, Mum. You know, and crowds of people are inside Mary's house, which is, you know, we had 35 people inside one of these rooms and it was crowded. Um, it's got windows. I used to wonder why they didn't put the guy through the window. The windows are this big. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're digging through 18 inches of compressed clay to drop him through the floor, through the roof. And Mary's sort of sitting there going, oh, yeah, good to have Jesus visit. <laughs> At least he can fix it. <laughs> well, you know, the whole family are builders, so get the brothers back. But just the, the, the way Jesus does this, four guys, he's been crippled for life, paralysed, you put him through the roof, you dig all these holes, and Jesus looks at them and says, gee, commend you for your faith, you're forgiven of your sins, and we haven't said anything about the fact that he's paralysed. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, you've set it up so that the the guys that are Jesus' enemies are going to go, oh, blasphemy, he's making himself equal with God, only God can forgive sins. And Jesus says, yep, that's true. <laughs> yep. You want me to prove it? Hope you get. <laughs> and it's just, he just declared that the Son of Man, and they don't understand that title, can forgive sins, which only God can do. And they're going blasphemy and confusion and the guy's healed and he's out of there. Uh, and you're the reader sitting there going, the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. He is God. Hmm. And that's that's a gobsmacker. Uh, now, we just saw him still the storm at sea, Yep. you know, get the waves down, stop the wind. And the disciples say, 
who can do that? And the next thing he does is this, and the answer is God. God. <laughs> it's Jesus. He's God. So then, after he's wrecked his mum's house, <laughs> he then heads out. He's going to call Matthew uh, to uh, come yes. and become his disciple, yep. essentially. Matthew's going to do this massive, huge turnaround of his life to make this happen, and including Jesus saying, I'm coming to your house, let's have a party type stuff. Yep. So there's a big party going on after the calling of Levi, or not Levi, of Matthew. And so Matthew's basically celebrating, Jesus is celebrating with him his conversion. Or like, you know, yep. He's become a disciple of Jesus. And Jesus then has questions come up during the party of, well, John the Baptist is fasting. You know, all the Pharisees' disciples are fasting. Why aren't you fasting? <laughs> Some people look at this and go, well, Matthew doesn't join the disciples till chapter 9. How does he know all the stuff in 1 to 8? Matthew is living in Capernaum. And all of this stuff has been happening in Capernaum and Gal- Galilee around. So he's witnessed all of what Jesus has been doing. Uh, he's an eyewitness for 1 to 8, as it were. But now we get to this point and you think he's worse than a Gentile because he's a tax farmer who's collaborating with the Gentiles. So he's working with the Romans to rip off the Jews. Mm. He's going to be hated more than more than the Roman centurion. And so he's sitting there at his little tax you know, customs booth collecting money off people and ripping them off in the process because that's what tax collectors did. And the people hate him. And he hasn't come to Jesus and said, can I be a disciple? Jesus walks along and says, hey, Matthew, Levi is his Jewish name. Leave all that behind. Come with me. And the guy goes, really? I can come too? (laughs) And up he pops. And he's like, I mean, Jesus going to his house for dinner with all of his friends would be like your local pastor going to dinner with the head of the local organised crime gang surrounded by prostitutes and drug dealers. Mm. And there he is partying and feasting and this guy can afford to put on a party. And the rabbis are saying, but it's a fast day. (laughs) And you look at this guy, he's excited, he's got new life, he's been accepted into the kingdom of God. Sinner that he is, and all the self-righteous people are going, no, you should be fasting. Uh, Jesus just cleans them up. Um, you don't know what to celebrate and what to mourn. <laughs> mm, yeah. So from here, Dad, Jesus is going to have a bunch of healings now that are going to yeah. happen. So we've got uh, the synagogue ruler's daughter yep. who's sick and then dies as Jesus is on his way there. Yep. We're going to have a woman who's bleeding touch his cloak on the way and she's oh. going to get healed as well from her bleeding that's yep. been going on for years. And then there's a blind man and a mute man, and then the chapter kind of ends with this kind of, you know, everywhere Jesus was going, he was teaching, he was doing this, and there were miracles, and like this kind of summary statement almost. Uh, So start with the story of Jesus healing this, raising this daughter from the dead, really, as he ends up doing, and the woman bleeding, and then shifting to the blind man. and Yeah, in all of this, I mean, we, we don't see it in the gospel account, but let, let me walk you through. If you were the leper that was healed, if you're the woman who'd had a you know a period that's out of order for 12 years, nobody's allowed to touch her. She can't 
share a bed with a husband. She has to use separate furniture, separate bowls. She's not allowed to go out in crowds. Um, anybody she touches has got to take the day off and have a bath and all those sorts of things. But the really exciting thing is when these people got healed, they had to find a local Levite, office a couple of birds as a sacrifice, like the Day of Atonement, you let one go and you kill the other one. Yep. But the priest has to identify that you have been healed. So she has to go to a priest and explain to the priest that her period has stopped. <laughs> right? So this is a fairly embarrassing drama. Everybody in town knows who she is. And she's not the only woman in that condition by any stretch. So then once she's done that, she's got to travel to Jerusalem Again, when she gets to Jerusalem, have the priest verify that she's been healed. And then she has to offer, you know, cows and ewes and sheep and all sorts of things um, to celebrate the fact. So what you've got is the priests and the Levites are testifying that Jesus has legitimately healed these people. So there can be no doubt. They're also testifying that he's keeping the law. So he sends these people down to Jerusalem to do this. And then at the end of the exercise, you know, we're raising the dead, healing a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. These are huge um, social impact uh, things that he's doing. And the blind and the, the people who can't speak because they're born deaf, all of this is happening. These are signs that Yahweh has come, mm. Isaiah's prophecy. Um, but the real punchline in chapter 9 is when the blind man calls him the son of David. And you don't often see Jesus angry. <laughs> but when the blind man says, son of David, have mercy on me, he heals the blind man and then he warns him with this really aggressive voice, this raging voice. The text uses the word for raging. Don't tell anybody what just happened. And it's because if they hear the phrase, son, if they know that Jesus is claiming to be the son of David, the king, mm. he's dead. So you've got to keep this quiet. Um, and this introduces us now to the next phase of the problem because everybody's going to start to catch on to what Jesus is doing. He can forgive sins, still storms. He's claiming to be God. He's blaspheming. Son of David. Let's yeah. get rid of him. So yeah. it's really, it's about, the spaghetti's really about to hit the fan. Yeah, and I think that's why we kind of have that concluding statement then at the end of the chapter of, you know, everywhere he's going, he's fame spreading, he's teaching the gospel, he's yep. healing everyone who comes to him. Uh, it's kind of like, right, this, this section of lots of miracles is kind of going to wrap up a bit now and we're going to move on to, yeah. you know, let's, let's keep a lower profile. <laughs> <Things are laughs> well, I could actually get a chance to teach a bit more. <laughs> Things are about to get hot. <laughs> well, now that does bring us to the end of this episode. If you've enjoyed the episode, we would love for you to leave us a review. If you need to come and grab the study notes to go through the extra notes that Dad preps for this and the questions that go with it, etc. And the photographs. And all the photos <laughs> and stuff, head, head over to trainingforliferedeem.com slash 68. You can get the study notes for this episode. And we would love it if you would subscribe to come back and join us next week when we start looking at Chapter 10.